0: Welcome back to Soul of a Warrior. This is your host Morgan Pate and today I'm here with Kyle McCoy. He's ex-Air Force, right? Yeah, Ex-Air Air Force.
1: Yep, uh, did the uh, E and O route and then um, decided to venture on over to the uh, defense contracting world after the Air Force.
0: And then now, where are you at? You're just traveling around working? Yeah,
1: so team. I spend most of my time overseas uh, just through, you know, the tempo of being deployed and all the needs that's going on in the world in the last three to four years. So, being, spent most of my time gone, but um, stateside right now doing some upgrade training on the new aircraft and uh, up in North Dakota area.
0: Okay, so you and I talk a lot about God. So we have a lot of conversations <laughs> offline Sorry. about our following you know in our uh experiences with faith recently so what's been your recent experiences
1: well um i will say i'll give you my background Uh, i kind of grew up in like a christian school i guess what you call it like a smaller christian school of first through sixth grade and then went to a big public school from sixth through twelfth grade and was exposed to religion growing up but it was kind of one of those things where it was like and i I tell people this because it kind of steered me away from religion for a long time but um you in third grade you'd have your teacher come up to you and they were like "Pray in tongues in my ear you failed bible class right so like that type of kind of over the top style like christian school right and it really kind of like scared me as a kid growing up so as i got older um i kind of saw the world i was like i don't want anything to do with that right um fast forward i Went to basic training and I was always on the 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. fire watch, you know, where you have to sit there and make sure everyone was in their bunks and all that stuff. And there was this kid that um, was actually from my hometown and he was always reading his Bible, right? And I was like super curious because he was also the nicest guy. And I was like, why are you so peaceful all the time, right? And he, you know, he tried to tell me like, oh, it's because I know Jesus. And I was like, oh, not one of these one guys
0: of those. one of those One of those. Yeah.
1: those. yep and uh so then I get to tech school where, where I actually met you back in uh, 2000, I think, thirteen, yeah
0: yeah um, yeah mm-hmm.
1: long time ago um and I got paired with the white rope so you remember those guys the chaplain's assistant I remember yep yep and so I was like and so he would always have all the people over and they were like praying and stuff and I was like oh I can't get away from these people they're everywhere right um but you know looking back on it those were my little moments that were always kind of kept me on the path. But um, yeah, so as far as my faith goes, um, I kind of strayed away for a really long time. Um, went to the Air Force, did a particular job that, you know, everyone always says they see some crazy stuff. But um, for your viewers, I was in the drone program and not the most glamorous and good for your mental health uh, for long periods of time. And I guess the best way to describe it is, and just so your viewers know this, um, I had a breakdown. Um, I will say that I did a really good job my entire career compartmentalizing all the stuff that I did. Um, But, you know, we, I was deployed at a site as a defense contractor and we had an op that essentially went pretty bad and we had a really bad collateral incident and I had a breakdown the best way I can describe it a breakdown that I couldn't do anything about it just kind of happened all the shots that I took all the things that I did just kind of happened and at the time I was going through uh, a breakup and one of the things that you know always kind of was a troublesome thing was that I was treating her like she would always say kind of like a mission so Oh, there we go. Sorry, I paused there for a second. Um, Yeah, so I didn't realize that I was kind of never really coming home between my deployments because I was gone for ten and a half months a year for four years. And I come home and I was always engaged and just constantly on this like high strung ops tempo type situation. So during this central breakdown, I decided very quickly that I, my entire life, I had been really doing things my way. And I started dabbling in real estate and day trading, and I did very well for myself over a short period of time and found myself kind of just living for myself and everything was falling apart, but on paper I had everything. And, you know, I had the perfect girlfriend that adored me. I had, you know, a, a beautiful house. I had all the toys, all the money, all the stuff. And it, just kind of all fell apart in one one little moment and it was in that moment that I realized that I didn't want to do it my way anymore and I opted to just kind of pursue God and I just took off running at a dead sprint and said I, I don't want to do it my way anymore so
0: that's beautiful I thought yeah. I got where I'm at that's awesome and so your journey and that was pretty recently right
1: yeah yeah, yes. it was about three and a half months ago.
0: Okay, and since then, I don't know if you you want to talk about all the de- all the details, but like since then, it's been kind of a crazy road, yep.
1: right? Of trusting yep.
0: uh, trusting God.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, and we've talked about this a couple of times offline, but you know, it the way that most people view their YouTube shorts, right, or their uh, their sermons, it's like you give your life to God and everything's like this great moment and you're so happy and you're so full of joy. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be great. My whole life's going to turn around. But in reality, that's whenever the hard part starts. And I think I told you about this when you went through this, that as grateful as this moment is and how happy you are, just know that from here on out, it gets harder. Hundred But you get stronger, right? He, he puts endurance in you and he puts faith and he starts to like mold you and Test you in ways that you get stronger in the end.
0: Your faith is so stronger. We, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. He leads you down a path where you're like, Where am I going? Like, I oh, have yeah. no idea right now. Like, I didn't want to come down this 100%. path in the first place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and everything that you used to rely on and all of your friends and all of like the things that you wanted to do to start becoming foreign and the. I guess I would say the deeper you dive into your faith, the more you don't want to do the things anymore that were like crutches, and you start feeling convicted, and you're like, maybe maybe that party and, you know those type of people or those type of situations aren't what I should be really doing, right? And yeah. And then like, I think I've told you this, and we, we talk about this pretty often. like some days you feel crazy. Like absolutely crazy,
0: crazy. Yes, it's called crazy <laughs> faith because you are making decisions that you're like, I'm straying so far away from the path I I wanted to be on for for yep. God. Like this seems crazy. Someone that I can't even see. What? Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. I mean, the funny and this to tell to give your viewers kind of a background of how I was like, I I used to be the guy that would talk people out of their faith. You know, I'd say, Oh, you're just. You're coping with something because, you know, you can't you can't relate to the problems that are having around you, right? Like church is just this construct for tax write-offs and people take advantage of your vulnerabilities and you know, like just live your life because, you know, striving to do these things are just it's too much and you can't handle it, right? And I would watch how people would would take that in and they would kind of I would watch them just go back to their old ways and I'd have this like feeling like, oh, I did that, right? and here I am on the other side of this situation right and just at this point trusting God with things that like to the people around me like they're like you're doing the most crazy things like you're having a midlife crisis and it's like no I just I just am trusting God with things that I feel like he's putting on my heart to essentially do
0: yes you finally have that um that that relationship with him that's a back and forth it's a personal relationship because you can hear him you know and speak to him and that's the whole goal but a lot of people don't have that
1: okay I and I'll be be honest with you like it as you as you dive deeper into this I feel like um, it gets harder and harder and it really does and I think we talked about this just last week I called you and I was like <laughs> what am I doing <laughs> this is insane it's right tough. yeah <laughs> I, I, cause I wanted to quit, right? Like I wanted to quit. Um, and I am at the point now where I just can't find myself quitting on him because, you know, I, like I struggle with, I struggle with some pretty bad mental stuff, um, just in general with what I was going through at the moment, but just, you know, for your, so your viewers know that I, you know, I, I go see a psychiatrist. Like I, I was told in, in our, in our industry, like hide it, right? Hide your emotions, box it up. Like, you know, don't feel, just go, right? Don't, don't talk about how you feel. Don't, don't reach out to people. Like, you know what? That'll mess up your security clearance.
0: Don't be soft. And don't be sensitive. Don't be soft. Yeah.
1: Like, use words yeah. to like,
0: get at you. Like, don't be a pussy. What?
1: That's right. Yeah. 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 We, we, I remember we had a psychiatrist at my unit that, um, uh, we had a pretty heinous, situation that happened and there was a really bad collateral uh, incident. And I would say we had to go see the psychiatrist, everyone on that shift. And I remember talking to the psychiatrist and he was like, oh, everything that you're doing is, you know, the the righteous work of God and everything is understood and all in war. And honestly, I believe in so much of what we're doing that I want to be this first civilian to take a shot. And that's when I kind of realized that you know, this person's supposed to be the guy that I go to whenever I have an incident that I can't psychologically work through, but he's twisting a lot of things into justification for sometimes we don't do the right thing. And I, I noticed that that was probably one of like the pivotal moments when I had my breakdown and I, my mind reverted back to that moment where I knew something wasn't quite right. And like you know i work through it now um but it's just it's it's situations like that that really kind of stood out that i just kind of the hair stands up on the back of your neck but you just kind of ignore it because the, the military is like stuff it right don't don't have feelings like you can't say
0: anything yeah you yeah. don't have a voice yeah
1: yeah but i know i'm grateful like the military gave me the opportunities that i have and um you know i, I had a great time uh for the most part um you know, being enlisted is way more fun than being an officer. So if anyone out there is listening, stay enlisted.
0: <laughs> don't do it. <laughs>
1: don't, don't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it, faith is a crazy thing. And I, I'm going through that. You're going through that. We're on a similar path and just, you know, a lot of different scenarios. But it's it's cool, you know, to, to, to know someone who's going through it. Because if you don't, if you don't surround yourself with that – you know, faith-based friendship group. or community support group—you feel so lost. Yeah, it's important. Church—it's—it's
1: actually—it's awesome because, like, I noticed this. um, So, not to get too much into uh-huh. my story, but we can if you like. No,
0: absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, I noticed that as soon as I had taken off chasing, I guess, my faith in this point, I noticed that all the friends that I had disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. All the ones that I thought were going to be there, they were just like, what is this thing that I'm seeing? What is this faith? Like, why are you posting about these stories that you're doing? Why, why are you acting the way you are? And then the people with a ton of faith just started coming out of nowhere. And they start holding you up, right? Because oh, I'm going to get emotional now. But they start holding you up. And um, they're like, hey, I've been through this this is normal you're going to get through this and it's and i've noticed with our situation right like you'll you'll text me or call me and be like hey like this is so hard i'm giving up and i'm like i just went through this like 10 minutes ago yes yes that's
0: yeah and it's like a constant i literally think i'm crazy i'm like you i go to doctors i have mental health problems i am mm. and it's not I have never been this person. I've never been this godly person that speaks about God. I've always been the person to roll my eyes and be like, yep. oh, geez, you know, and I've always judged from afar. And I've never had, I-, I went to church with my ex and like, you know, I've been in the church growing up, but I never had that one on one relationship until I had like a, a life threatening situation. And I was like, holy crap. I shouldn't be here right now. And that was like mm-hmm. altering for me because I'm like, I'm not in control. Like, I shouldn't be here. And I know that I shouldn't be here, but something else just stopped my my vehicle. Like, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't me. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I think that that's, that's when great. I knew that was great. like the, the biggest wake up call. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I surrender. Like, this. I I believe, I believe in God now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not just a one-time thing. It's like, it's a freaking walk. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a challenge. If you, you want to believe in God, you want to have that relationship. It's more work, you know, than you realize. And that's, what's so hard about it.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's something that like, um you know, my friends and I have talked about, like as your faith grows, you know, you want to, and this is probably not the best analogy, but like you have like level one and level two faith, right? Like you start off and you're like, all right, we're at level one and you get to like level two and um, you start to realize as you see the scripture and you start seeing things around you, it's almost like there's no such thing as coincidence. And I think we talked about your situation <laughs> and I've had mine as well. And we, we can talk about them. Um, it's you start seeing things and you're like, wow, that's like perfect timing, like how how did you line that up this way, right? Or how did that person just kind of step into a situation or a moment and just like for me, right, with that car um, that I donated to the church, you know, the guy turned around and was like, "Share your story." And I had been praying about it for like a couple of days. Like, I don't really want to tell anyone what I did for this guy. Like, I don't want to be full of pride. Like that was my downfall before. Yeah. And he just turns around. He's like, "Hey, share your story." Share your story. And I was like, "Yeah." And I turned around. Yeah. Oh, why'd you say that? Mm-hmm. you know like why, why did you say that that had nothing it didn't flow with the conversation it wasn't even like one of those like closing sentences in the conversation and he just turned around and was like yeah the god told me to tell you that and i was like whoa
0: and how do you want to get into that on how that happened sure yeah
1: sure so um yeah i i went through a breakup um and we're talking like in my life i'm only 33 and it was probably the most hurtful thing that I've ever gone through because it really wasn't her fault. It was, it was really mine. I had become a different person. Um, I had just become really cruel and emotionless and, you know, and she had to, she had to save herself and I don't ever blame her for that. And so fast forward, I'm up, up North working, uh, getting trained up on this plane and, I'm just having these like moments of just, you know, that depressive breakdown, the one where you, you kind of are just amazed that you got out of bed that day. Right. And I just said, look, you know, God, I, I can't do this anymore. This hurts too much. Like I, I can't do it. And so I jumped in my car. And as you know, in North Dakota, you can drive for hours and never run into anything, just farmland for days. Right. And I'm driving and I was like, you, you got to talk to me. Like, I don't, I don't understand how to get through this because this is the most pain I've ever felt. And I end up in this town, right? It's population 90, 1804. There is one like general store with like two gas pumps and all the buildings are like wooden buildings that are falling apart. You wouldn't even know people live there if it wasn't for this little gas station. Right. Right. So I walk in and I'm lost, by the way, just should tell you I'm lost. And there is this probably 70s or 80 year old gentleman um, and he had pumped some gas and got some food and had eaten it and he was trying to pay for it, but he had no money. And the re- cash register with, uh, attendant was this like 16 year old kid. And this guy was like, hey, I will pay you tomorrow. Um, you know, I don't have any money, but the bank opens tomorrow through the Sunday. And the kid was like on the phone with the owner and he had him on speaker and the owner's like, no, like 25 bucks or call the sheriff and like send him to jail. Like we're not doing freeloading out here. And I looked up and I was just like, (laughs) I felt like it was, it wasn't coincidence. It was just timing. I was having my worst day. And I, I paid for his gas and, you know, he thanked me for it. And he was like, man, you're, you know, you're just, you came here at the perfect time. Like I couldn't convince this kid to let me go for $25. Right. And he had a Marine Corps hat on too, which I thought was really cool. Like, um, and in that moment I, you know, I drove off and I was like, okay, so I'm having the worst day of my life, but you can still use me to do good for people. Right. Like help someone. Right. So that was the beginning of where we get to the car. So I'm driving and there's this farm and there's this uh, this truck on the side of the road. And I get this like feeling on the side of, in, inside of me, right? And it's like, hey, I need you to buy this truck and donate it to this church downtown. And, you know, we're new to this faith thing, right? And I was like, well, surely I didn't hear that one, right? There's no way, there's no way. Um, and I drove past it. And so I'm talking to one of the instructors and a uh, really, really strong Christian. And I'm telling him this story and it was like someone had punched me in the stomach and it was like, you need to buy this truck and donate it to the church in town. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So I drove, purchased this truck and I'm like, God, come on. What are we doing here? We, we we're buying trucks now? Like what's going on? And I purchased this truck and as soon as I drive off, the power steering goes out and the frame to this driver's seat breaks. So I'm like holding on to dear life with this truck trying to drive home. <laughs> and my friend's following me and she's just like, what is going on? Like this guy's must be having a midlife crisis, right? And I, t- I called my buddy at the church and I told him, I was like, man, I sure I, I'm just, I must be going crazy, right? I have to be going crazy. And he starts laughing and he's like, do you remember what you wrote down the, like the first week you came back when you felt like God had talked to you for the first time? And I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, you don't get it. Do you? Right. The truck is your heart. You have to repair the truck to where it's safe before you can give it away to somebody. And I had, just remember that that was the first thing as I started learning how to pray that like was on my heart and I was I was in tears at that point like I kind of understood how this whole thing works and so I was like okay so I fixed this truck uh come to find out there is so much wrong with the truck that we had to salvage it but during that time I was working on the truck um I learned how to ask for help because I had never done that before, right? I did everything on my own. I learned to work with my hands. Um, and there was just moments where I just had to break down and like pray and trust him. Like you have to be doing this for a reason, right? And so fast forward, I go and buy um, a different vehicle for this kid. Now, here's the crazy part. The day that Sunday, I found out that I had first felt that I was supposed to buy this truck. Um, The pastor told me that a kid had been in an accident and they needed a vehicle to get him to and from work. And he was relying on the church. Okay. And that was on Sunday. So Monday I show up to the church with this truck and they're just like, this is, this is awesome. Like, thank you so much for doing this. And I tell them the story and know, we're all crying and hugging and all this stuff. And I, and um but we end up having to salvage the truck and another person at the church actually bought the kid a a car so now there is this feeling that i am supposed to go and purchase this car um, for someone at the church and it just kept eating away at me so i'm already down money on this truck so i was just like you know what i'm gonna have faith in in you and what you're putting on my heart right? So I'm driving to work one day and I see a, like a really good deal on like a, like a 2016 Ford Fusion, right? And I walk in there and I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy this car for the church. And they were like, awesome. I didn't, at this point, I did not know who I was going to give it to. And the pastor didn't either. He just knew that I tr- attempted to do this and then it didn't work out.
0: How crazy is this though? How crazy is your faith <laughs> right now <laughs> that you're, you didn't just do it once, you did it Did twice. it twice.
1: and i i was like okay so the next day there was a gentleman uh, he plays keyboard for the church and he plays keyboard at the nursing homes around town and his car was going through the car wash and i'm telling you morgan this truck was falling apart
0: i believe it okay
1: chunks of it were falling out as the power wash would like hit it at the car wash and they told him he cannot go through it anymore okay So the pastor tells me this and he's like, I think this kid needs the truck or needs this car more than the first person. Okay. So I was like, okay, we're doing this. So we make it a total surprise. He shows up at the car lot and, um, his name's Cale. And I said, Hey, um, you don't know me, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And, um, we're going to give you this car. So, Sorry, I want to get emotional. To tell no, this, this is awesome. But, it's awesome. So I, I'm taking him to his house to drop off his first car, and we're going to come back and pick up his. And uh, I'm driving with him, and he tells me a story about up in here in North Dakota. Like the winter is is no joke. Like they shut down roads. Like there's these giant barriers that come down. And I was up here last March, and it was negative 26, right? And so. He said one of the things I was worried about because he's uh, got a a condition where he can't work. He said that I was really worried about getting through this um, year because if my car were to break down, like I could die on the side of the road. And it brought a lot of perspective to me because this kid's, worried about making it through a winter because he plays keyboard at a nursing home 30 minutes away. And if his truck breaks down, as he explains that he could die in his truck waiting for someone to come help him. And, you know, we, we drive our cars all day long. We just don't, we don't want to get hit head on or roll out in front of a stop sign or something, right? Something out of our control. But this kid was praying for a miracle and, um, somehow it was put on my heart to buy this car and where paths cross.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And who else would have done it? You know?
1: Yeah. 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 So that's where I was at.
0: That's amazing. Have you heard from him since?
1: Yeah. We, we talk all the time uh, or not fairly, fairly often, but um, you know, I, I kind of just have been going through my own stuff and super busy. So I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but uh, yeah. he's doing well, doing really well.
0: And since then, what other uh, crazy faith experiences have you had?
1: <laughs> um, crazy faith experiences. Um, so I do real estate on the side. And I you know, had a deal that I was looking at, and I couldn't get financing for it. And in commercial real estate, it's a little bit different. Um, not quite the same as residential the stipulations, and the barrier to entry is a lot different. And my partner, um, you know, he's watching all this unfold, and we're all just kind of sitting here, like, "Well, your network's not your network. You can't you can't do it without a sponsor, right?" And I kind of had letting it go, and I told him, I was like, "Look, man, we're just gonna trust God that He can open this door, right?" Well, I get a call from uh, one of the investors that's next door at one of my properties at TCU, and. He's like, hey, um, I got this um, investor in Houston that no down payments, just flat um, interest and make your payments. They'll just back you and invest you. Like that's kind of a dream scenario for any person doing things, uh, getting loans or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is awesome because that came at a time where I was just like, all right, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I'll just trust God to do it, all right? And he calls back. And he's like, hey, I got bad news. Uh, They only do investments in Houston. Houston. They've never done them in Dallas. And they just don't feel comfortable because they can't physically drive there to do all the stuff because they're so busy. So I told my partner, I was like, all right, well, man, just don't worry about it. Like, God's going to open the door if it's meant to be. Well, Sunday, I am driving And it's kind of just what I do is I will just drive and pray and just listen to worship music until I kind of feel at peace or I kind of have clarity. And he calls me back and he said, Hey, uh, the investors called and they had a change of heart. They're going to go ahead and invest in your, on your deal. This is their first one in Dallas. So if you could send over the, um, the pitch deck, we'll, we'll take a look at it, but from what it sounds like, it's a home run. So we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. Awesome. So the, my partner, you know, he does commercial real estate. He's a big, big firm. He's watching all this happen. and He's like, this is crazy. We don't ever see this happen very often. And I just told him like, look, I need you to understand, like, as we move forward, like a lot of my decisions are going to be based like this. Um, and it's one of those things is like, I've learned over the last four months, my faith has started to grow to a point where I wouldn't say that I'm not in control, but I'm taking a different aspect into my decision-making process, how I tackle my deals or how I approach people.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And just in the last couple of months, this has happened to you and there's been so much growth and, you know. So much that's come into your life that I think is is really setting you up for something even greater. It's awesome. Yep. All thanks to God.
1: That's right. All thanks to God.
0: And hearing God, like for me, I struggle with with he- hearing Him and not. No one tells you. No one educates you on how to have a, a one-on-one like personal relationship. No one educated me. So. My view of religion is like you go to church, you read your Bible, and like I growing up, I'm like, okay. And like I'll, you know, I'd go through a tough time, and I open open up the Bible, and and you know, in the back, there's certain words like anxiety, and then you, there's verses that mention anxiety, and so I'd I'd yeah. look through, I'm like, oh okay, but I really didn't understand religion, you know, until I really hit rock bottom and needed it. When you're isolated. I mean,
1: yeah, that's that's your you got spot on. Um I was always a very prideful person. Um, you know, you couldn't you couldn't stop me from doing whatever I wanted to do. And you know, it it took me losing my relationship and the person that I loved the most to really put me in a on my back in a pit. Right. And you know, like I think we talked about this once before, like I had done everything my way for so long under my own power and in one moment, it got all taken away. And I just had that moment where I was like, do I go back to, you know, getting through this my own way or do I try something different for once? Because on paper, like I had everything, right? But I was this, like we talked about, it's like this black hole void in the pure stomach that, yeah, and you try to fill it with people and toys and cars and and trips and, and then, yeah, everything that you can. Like, in fact, I had leaned so hard on my relationship, trying to expect her to pour into me and fill that void, right? And when she couldn't fill it, I became bitter. I I was angry with her. I you know I didn't honor her, um, and I didn't even see that I was doing that. Like I was acting that way, and I just was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. She's wrong, right? And it wasn't until that moment that I was finally like, all right, God, I give up. I surrender. Like, I I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm hurting everyone around me, becoming successful, right, at a young age. But what was the point of it all if you can't share it with people and no one wants to be around you?
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's hard, too, when you're going through it alone because it is a personal journey. It's not a group effort. And your family, the people closest to you, that's who, you know, you're going to have the toughest time, the people you're in a relationship with, yep. you know, and that's who the, the enemy uses to get at you. And so that's that's the hardest part of, of this whole thing. Oh,
1: yes, yes. We talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. That inner voice in your head. That's oh, yeah. like, and and I'll be transparent with for your viewers. I mean, there was a time where I had thought about ending my life, right? I, that voice in your head that's like, you know, like, you, you, you really do kind of deserve it, Just you know, like, it. Yeah. Just do it. Like, it'll end all the pain. Right. You, you, go. you hurt all these people and, you know, wouldn't it just be nice to just let it all go and not have to suffer anymore. That's real. And then you start to think about that. Right. And we talked about this. Like mm-hmm. it's, for me, I've never been at a point where that kind of stuff ever affected me. Right. But it got to a point where that voice in my head was sitting there saying that. Right. But Also in that moment, I felt something pulling me in a different direction too. And that's when my friends started showing up, you know, my friends from the church that I hadn't hadn't talked to in 10 years. And they said, hey, this is another crazy miracle in itself is one of them uh, called me and said, hey, um, are you okay? Like, we haven't talked in 10 years, but I feel like I was supposed to reach out to you. Yeah. And I was at that point I'm in tears again, right? Like what's going on? All right, well, I, I told him, I was like, why did you reach out to me? Like I haven't talked to you in so long. And he said, I just felt like God told me to reach out to you. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm listening. Yeah. What do you got for me? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I think that's something that people don't realize as their faith starts is how hard it is because like, and I've talked to this about with new believers is, the easiest way to kill something is in its infancy, right? You start your faith and it's so hard to start your life over at any point. But then you start putting faith into it and all the things and the constructs that you rely on become foreign to you. And it's hard. And you start to lean on people that have faith and you realize how important it is Mm -hmm. And, you know, to the to the point about the Bible thing, you know, everyone, at least for me, when I grew up, I was like, oh, if I'm having a bad day, I'll open it up and put my finger down. And there it is. That's the verse that's supposed to speak to me. Right. Right. It's it's not really like that. Mm -mm. Um, There's a lot of parables. Um, There's Old Testament God and there's New Testament God. Right. Um, And you got to really want to learn from it right like i always tell people to start with going to church it's that's going to give you a good general baseline to start but you know even i struggle um and we all do um with hearing god right we can't tell what's the noise or like what's the holy spirit talking to us right Mm -hmm. but i've noticed when you're about to do something wrong or stray from your path that's when you feel him pulling at you the most
0: yeah he speaks to others he speaks through music you know words on the television whatever it is it could be it's not audible but it's like in your head it's like this internal
1: from within that's how we yeah it's
0: weird and it's not your voice but it's really crazy because you're like did i just make that up (laughs) you know
1: yep yep (laughs) I'm struggling with something like that right now.
0: Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. It's um, crazy. Yeah. But you should tell them, tell him your story about your timing thing on the boat. That's, that's a great story on the boat. <laughs> yeah. How you <laughs> met your best friend?
0: Uh, no, I'll, I'll, a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, just, uh, about a year ago, I finally surrendered to, to God. I almost had a wreck and, I've been so lost for so long and I was seeking out spiritual, you know, new age belief systems. And, you know, I knew that wasn't right. Deep down, I knew that wasn't right. And just had this, that hunch, like, I know this isn't right, but I don't know what else to do. And, you know, I had that close call and and then I surrendered to God and was like, okay, I get it now. Whatever just happened. Shouldn't have happened. Something was protecting me. I'm paying
1: attention now. it.
0: You know, and I'm like, I feel crazy, but I felt it. And like, that was a tremendous wake up call for me. After that, I was just like looking at the world differently, looking at my relationships, looking everything, every situation and conversation I had with people. I was questioning, you know, life could end tomorrow, you know, and and what am I putting up with? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? What are my bad habits that, that I'm doing now? and i'm like holy crap i don't know what this this wake call was crazy for me because it was just like a transformation of like just a new perspective i'm like i'm seeing i'm seeing people differently i'm like you know what i don't want to put up with your crap anymore how you're treating me how you're talking to yep. me I'm like if i died tomorrow i like i don't want to be treated like that i don't want to have bad days because of this person so i'm like seeing you know life differently like i don't I don't know how to deal with this and I can live a godly life and I can have virtue and, and lead with my values. And I cut my family out of my life and that was a huge, huge help. But that was, I th- I think that it began with God and just seeing situations differently. and um, you know, I started going to this Bible study with my friends and really digging into the Bible. And it talks about how, um, that happens that happens you know you're turned against your family for for good for healing mm-hmm. and I believe wholeheartedly that's what happened and that's what needed to happen for me to heal and and so I'm like I've been guided you know and and since that big decision with cutting them out I'm like okay you're guiding me like he <laughs> the wheel All right, let's do this and yep. since then I'm like just kind of not living recklessly that's not it but just living by this like guided internal feeling of like you know feeling what i should do or what i should not do and and you know i I have had this i've wanted to go to school I'm, i'm i have one year left and i decided to drop out and so i'm school started yesterday and i'm not going to school for my senior year that's crazy that's yep. flipping nuts yep. okay um that's crazy and then i had a good friend that that talked about um her boyfriend was abstaining from sex and and how his life has changed and how he was talking to god and when she was telling me that this was a couple months ago but when she was telling me that that voice was there again so yes. you need to listen yes. you need to listen to this yep. and I like I don't want to listen to this. I don't oh, want to
1: yeah, I, We've definitely but... talked about this. We both grew up. Uh, we knew each other growing up and how we used to be. So like that same thing, like
0: yes. you start
1: to feel that like you, it's almost it. He gives you a new perspective on how you see people. And now like, and this is not for everybody listening, but, you know, for me personally in this t- particular situation, like I can't even imagine hooking up anymore because it just, you don't look at people as objects anymore We love them
0: yeah yeah it's...
1: 100% and then you feel crazy right because everything in the world around you is like swipe right culture right yes and so
0: yes yeah. and you feel like you're that, disconnected yeah and it used to be what it used to be like is you go into a room you go into the store and you walk past an attractive person you're like ooh, and it's immediate mm-hmm. desire sexual thoughts and like I'm like for the longest time I couldn't get away from that and let me tell you, abstaining from sex completely gets rid of all of that temptation and it's it's amazing because I I feel so like clear and I can go through I can go to the grocery store and not have those thoughts. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's in the Bible too, which I'm like that's that's why.
1: You know, I, I noticed that um it was for me, uh when I went through that whole abstinence thing, I you know post breakup now but i noticed even while i was gone on my deployment because we broke up during my deployment like i started looking at like a physical connection as like love it wasn't a like a coping mechanism like it used to be for me it wasn't a physical thing that i needed to satisfy for my anxiety or just you know like they always say oh well you have to have like sex so you can just you know It's part of your physical needs. And I started to realize, like, it's kind of not. It's not. And I think loving someone became a greater pull. And, like, I noticed that I started looking at my ex and I'd be like, man, like, I want to have a family with her. And, you know, me growing up, like, kids and family were, like, the furthest thing away from what I ever wanted, right? But something in my mind changed where I couldn't look at the person without just looking at a wife or looking at a family and right. all of a sudden my love for that person grew. Right. Yeah. It's, that's a miracle in my opinion. So
0: we, we probably sound crazy, but like yeah. I was not a saint. Okay. Like you can tell i got yeah, covered in tattoos. I, <laughs> I've i been a huge partier in the past, but I'm so mm-hmm. honest and open about it because I want people to see my transformation, and I want people to see it. Like this is not something we're we're not bullshitting you here. This is real, you know. And
1: it's our living testimony.
0: Absolutely, and he doesn't. Yeah, God works through you know the untainted people, but he he really uses people who have been through some hard shit. And that's what it's all about. Like,
1: look at the people he healed, and look at his disciples. They were the not exactly the pharisees or they're not exactly the most up you know upright people right
0: absolutely absolutely but yeah it's just it's been amazing and um i i'm with you on that like i i look at people as you know instead of objectifying them and it's easier on my own heart because i i now see people differently i'm like oh yeah i'm abstaining from sex and they don't want anything to do with me And i'm like i, I like this because you uh, yeah. wow. go <laughs> out.
1: Yeah, your well, like, intentions aren't exactly yeah, true, are they? Yeah. Nah, yeah, you
0: don't have to mess around with the players. You know, I, I do like that. But um, yeah, it's just, it, it's a crazy journey. It's just your focus changes. And my focus is now on God. And um, instead of watching TV and I, I'm reading books or I'm watching sermons or I'm, I want to read my Bible and I, I seek out God's word. And it's crazy because I've never been like that. But, you know, I think just making that personal. I went and got my own personal Bible and now have this one-on-one relationship where I'm like, the person or that, that made the son that created this world has a personal relationship with me, yep. you know, and it has a personal relationship with you. And how great is that?
1: Yeah, and that's the, that's the beauty of it, right? As you continue to walk and grow in your faith, you, and I know it sounds crazy because, you know, Christians, like you should love God, but you start to really – form a relationship with him where you don't want to hurt him or disappoint him. Right. And that's what I've noticed for me is like, I loved everything but him.
0: Mm,
1: right. And I try to fill every bit of that void with everything this world had to offer. And in the end, for the most part, I can say I've done just about everything there is out there. Um, Nothing ever feels like what it feels like whenever I have a moment where there's clarity or there's peace or there's some amount of love that I can't really describe, right? Like, I think I told you about this. Like, at one point I had someone just yelling and screaming and cussing me out. And the old me that, you know, I went for the throat, right? Like, I believe you were not talking to me <laughs> like that. <laughs> but as I sat there, I just, I could see their pain. Right. And I could see what was bothering him. And I just felt like this overwhelming amount of love for someone. And it's it gives you a whole different perspective on how to see the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And having him like the more it's it's extremely hard. Um, and that's why it takes a lot of work because you work at it every single day. And you know that you work every single day at it. And you're never going to be perfect, but just working at it. And I think constantly every day, making time for God, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour, whatever, but just always having your values in the back of your mind like that, like seeking him in everything.
1: Yeah. I I want people to understand that, you know, you're going to mess up. I mess up every day. We talk about this. I mess up all the time. Right. But what I don't do is, run back to my old ways, right? I I get back up and I say, I'm sorry. You know, I ask for a little bit more grace and a little bit more mercy. That's right. And a little bit more strength. And I put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes he's carrying me. Sometimes I'm kicking and screaming. You know, like my season of my life that I'm going through, like there's days where I feel like I'm just walking through the day and he's just carrying me through it, right? Yeah. And I'm probably on his back going, and why am I having to go through this? I don't want to do this like this hurts, you know and i i I find that as you grow friendships with people that are going through the same thing, right people with faith, you realize that we're all doing this, we're all going through this, we're all just struggling, and we're trying yeah. to learn together mm-hmm. and there's and I think we've talked about this too is there's been like three instances lately where I am going through a moment where I'm like, I am definitely quitting. <laughs> like, this is too much. Right. And then you'll text me and be like, I'm quitting. And I'm like, wait, you can't wait, quit. You and then you're like, quit? no, you can't quit. Yeah. I'm quitting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if you're going to quit. Yeah. So then then you realize like, oh, this isn't just a thing that I'm going through. Right.
0: Oh, that yeah, absolutely. You're not alone. Ooh, 100%. That's what I tell you, like, I uh, I struggled so hard making this decision of not going back to school, and I my biggest thing I wasn't focused on school. I wasn't like, oh, like I love this degree so much. I was like, oh, I'll get money to pay my bills. You know, if I go back for home more year, I'll get that GI Bill. That's what my mind was on, and then I had to take a step back and be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> where are my intentions at right now? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, if I feel like God's steering me away from this why am i wanting to do this because i'll get money the selfish desire of like so man it's weird it's hard and 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 that's part of it just crazy faith and hoping
1: it's hope that's exactly what it is it's he renews your hope um and you keep trying yeah and it's I mean, I I was at a psychiatrist today and I was breaking down on the the couch and she was like, you know, like maybe you're just being too hard on yourself, right? And I've gotten to the point now where (laughs) worldly advice in conflict with my faith, I'm kind of like, I don't have time for that. Um, And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean that like everyone's going to have something that God puts on their heart to do. Yeah. And no one around you is going to understand it. In fact, you're gonna have people. I remember people were screenshotting my posts and sending it to my ex, and just, you know, driving her up the wall. And
0: you're crazy. It was hard for her
1: to see that. Yeah, he went crazy. crazy. Yeah, midlife crisis. Look at him go. Like they don't
0: get it. They don't get. They don't get it.
1: Yeah. They don't. And it's and it's hard for people to comprehend because it it is so foreign and so crazy to this day and age. Right. And as, and I've noticed like what's only getting worse as I see all of the stuff happening around me, right. All of the programming, all of the way that everything's just constantly pulling your attention away from spending time with him to, you know, buried in your phone or just busy, right. Chasing money, chasing relationships. And it's, it's gotten to the point for me where, now I've went the other way and I'm trying to trust him with every facet of my life mm-hmm. the people around me are starting to be affected by it in a positive way and now I've got friends asking you know what is this faith thing that you're on <laughs> like you're like I want to give my life to God like this seems awesome but I always tell them you know like I told you like it is awesome but it is effing difficult yeah yeah so,
0: the biggest thing like is living in, in faith and, and that you aren't here for you you're here for god you're here to serve god yeah. and i think that that perspective of looking at the future and looking at jobs and careers and what you're doing in your day-to-day life like how are you living to serve god you know
1: that's really important yeah it, and it kind of drives everything that you do all day long i've noticed
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And my perspective on careers was like, oh, I just want to be somebody. I don't want to be a loser. Right. I don't want my parents to think I'm a loser or like, because they've said that about people and, and not getting an, an elite career would make me less than what? No, yeah. like God doesn't see me that way. I don't I shouldn't see myself that way.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the that's a that's a hunt fact like i i can say from my experience right i had accumulated wealth i had accumulated a position in my company i had beaten the odds in real estate i had built a portfolio i had the toys i had the girlfriend i had the house i had the vacations i had it all right but i would be on vacations and i'd be staring off in the distance being like why am i not fulfilled like what am i missing right? I would go home and be arguing with the person I loved the most, but somehow still treating them terribly. And then being like, oh, I love you, but let me, let me find another way to like break you down. So I feel better, Mm. you know, and Mm -hmm. it, it didn't, it took, it took breaking me of myself and what I thought was important and all the things that I had chased and to realize that none of it really mattered. And no. now, I, now I walk around every day trying to put as much good into the world and try to hear his voice as much as I can to do the right thing so that people can see my life as like a testimony to what God can do, right? Right. And, you know, some people aren't going to buy it because they've seen me for how I was for so long. Hey, same. But...
0: Same. <laughs> <laughs> same here Which i'm
1: so i'm so proud of you by the way yeah, because, you too.
0: I mean, Absolutely.
1: It, like yeah. whenever you started like asking me questions i i remember telling a couple of my buddies that were pastors i was like this is so cool man like she has such a reach and so many people look up to her and like i'm like i told you i'm so proud of you so.
0: thank you i'm trying i'm trying that's what uh it's just a, it's a journey we're all on our own journey and um just trying to survive, you know, and back to your, um, being filled up. I I was just watching a sermon. I think it was T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Yeah, And he had a, a, a empty glass and an empty pitcher. And he was talking about men and women and how, um, women, which I resonated with this a lot. And I was like, women, um, don't get applauded on their femininity. And so women try to be the masculine being and try Mm -hmm. so hard to be the male role and fill their partner up and it shouldn't be like that it should be the man filling himself up with god and then pouring into the woman and not pouring in financially necessarily but just pouring in with faith and love and like
1: yeah it talks about being the head of the household
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and talking about how he's able to be filled up with he knows how to be loved because god loves him and he loves his spouse
1: because yep
0: yeah it's amazing
1: it's, yeah, honoring honoring your loved one um, is such a huge um, principle in the Bible. And, you know, in this day and age, you know, it's all everyone's equal and, you know, probably swings the other way now. But, you know, the thing that I've noticed is, and I don't like the verbiage of, like, submissive, right? Like, when they're like, oh, wives be submissive to your husbands or something. It's nothing. It's not in that manner. It's the way it's designed is that, in my understanding, is that, the man is the head of the household, but he can't do anything without the support of his wife. Like right. She really is the the keys to the kingdom. Right. right. She's plant the, the
0: seed. We help grow it. We help.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the things I had to realize was, you know, I was about to get married and we were talking about having kids and I would have never been a good husband the way that I was acting. I wasn't honoring her. She was showing me unconditional love and I was beating her down all the time, emotionally. And I look at that and I am i thank God every day because as much as I hated losing her and how hurt I am in this moment, I'm grateful that I finally learned this lesson, that I would have married her and been a terrible husband. I would have been a terrible father to my kids, right? And... Like now, I, I like I told you last week. Um, you know, she could yell at me or scream at me or whatever, but it doesn't matter because I just love her. Before, I, we would be fighting like cats and dogs, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. It was bad, but you start to love someone in this unconditional way, right? Because our second most, I guess, commandment non written commandment in the sense is that we're supposed to love our neighbor more like we love ourselves. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, if you find yourself arguing with your spouse, don't try to be right. Like give them a hug, tell them you're sorry. Like how do we, how do you help me understand what you're trying to say so that I can help you. Right. And I would have those moments, but my pride would kick in and I'd be like, no, this person needs to, understand my way and i'm
0: right you're I, wrong yeah i'm
1: right you're wrong yep, yep yep and you know being right just sets you up for the next failure right because you're destroying the safe place that this person has put in you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now they're not feeling heard and you know it's it's something that some people never realized and never never experienced like i would have never experienced that until this breakdown. I would have never experienced this until I found my faith. And that's one of the things I thank God for every day is that, you know, you put a new heart in me to be able to love people and be prepared for the next person that comes into my life or I can love them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that self-awareness too is key. It's strong. A lot of people don't have that. And I didn't realize like going through that transformation of self-awareness was like, like, I'm really messed up, <laughs> yeah. you know? And is everyone else seeing what I'm seeing, you know? Yeah. You think you're crazy, yeah.
1: Yeah, you definitely wake up some days and you're like, I must be going crazy. Yes. That's what it feels like.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But you're not. Like I told no. you today, you're not.
0: <laughs> you're not. Crazy faith is, is huge, and, and the thing is, like, man it's a test it's a test of your faith and and if you can pass that test if you can hang on tight he'll you know bring you great things you know whatever well, you know
1: i'll tell you one of the one of the greatest things i heard so far in my faith journey was actually today uh from one of my buddies um he said you know the way that you describe this season or the thing that you're going through you call it a trial mm. right and he's like you don't you're not on display to be judged. This is a journey. Right. And it's a process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you take this as a trial, you're constantly striving for God. That's not what he wants.
0: Right.
1: He's using this journey and this process to make you a better person. Yeah. So that you want to be closer to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's one of the things I had finally realize because you know the air force they beat it into us right performance performance performance
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. you work hard you yeah you sacrifice yep. yourself yep.
1: sacrifice evaluations fac- sacrifice mm-hmm. evaluation and i and maybe it's my misunderstanding but i truly feel that he wants a relationship he wants your heart and he wants you to try it doesn't mean that you gonna be perfect right because yeah, i'm a perfectionist same, same. <laughs> so same. you add the air force conundrum into it and now it's like all right god what can i sacrifice and strive and do to prove to you that i'm good enough and he's like i already proved to you that i'm good enough mm. i just need you to trust me
0: mm-hmm. a lot of it too is like always feeling like you need to have a plan and that's my perfectionism of like I need to know points A, B, C and then plan B for each of those, you know, like if in case anything goes wrong, I need an alternative route here and here and like, I need it mapped out and in faith, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, I call that, I call that game theory, right? You go down A and B and then you go down B and find out what happens in C and D and God's like, no, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no, you just take one day at a time.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent that's how it is. And it's like I hate it. I hate it 'cause I want I wanna know. I wanna know what's gonna happen and like I and
1: I wanna it. understand, you're right?
0: Yeah, and plan. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep.
0: You are not in control. Yeah, and that's the hardest part of it.
1: It's so hard. Uh, is I relate to that a lot because I'm a planner as well. We talked about this. Uh I had my life planned out to the, my deathbed. Right? Yeah. All avenues, worst case scenarios, backup plans to backup plans. Mm-hmm. And in one moment everything just got washed away. And now we're starting over. But from a real foundation.
0: Yeah. A real foundation where it's it's a excuse me, it's a personal relationship. It's not a uh, a lot of people hear God, but they don't recognize that it's God. Mm-hmm. They hear it. You know and it navigates them but they they don't realize
1: i think i've noticed for me personally is as i've grown in this it's like did i hear i think did i hear that in my head or is that god right and then you for planners like us it's like well now i don't want to move until i know right yeah
0: just wait wait it out Mm-hmm. Yeah. and sometimes that's he wants you to do wait it out and whatever you're doing he just wants you to continue what you're doing what you're doing
1: sometimes like (laughs) i we 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 laugh about this my buddies and i um they always called me like turbo because like god would do something like for a second and then i would just take off running all right god thanks for the thanks for the help i'll see you later bye i'll go i'll go do it my way no 100 percent Mm-hmm. He's like, no, Turbo, come back here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta, we still got stuff to work on, right? Mm-hmm. And we we struggle with that, like for you and I, we struggle with that because we're we always want to please him, right? Like we want to do as much as we possibly can for him, right? But sometimes that's not what he needs. He just needs us to sit still and listen for a second, and pay attention, and not plan out everything right and just kind of trust that the process that he has you on is the right process
0: absolutely absolutely it's crazy just ah it's hard to explain because the only thing you have is your bible you know and and what you think that god is telling you and i got a book how to listen to god because i just wasn't sure i was like gaslighting myself like I think, I think that's just me, you know, thinking those things. And I'm like, well, how does God speak to you? And I'm like, oh, through people, you know, through all sorts of things. And it's real, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but people texting me out of nowhere when I'm having a hard time or or when I'm talking to God, people texting me prophetic messages when I need to hear them. Yes. While I'm having a conversation with God, I get these messages from people and I'm like,
1: The Did perfect timing happen? messages? Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah. And yep. I'm like, I'm crazy.
1: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's listening to this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a, there was a spot up here that I go and pray. Like it's, um, it's like perfect, perfect spot. And I remember like, right when I first got up here, you know, like I was having a really rough day and, you know, I told God, I was like, you gotta, you gotta send me a sign. Like, I, I can't, I can't hear you. I don't feel led. Right. And I'm just, I'm I'm on my, on my knees, like begging for something. And one of my friends texted me out of nowhere in that moment and was like, Hey man, just want to tell you, I love you and keep going. I feel like I should tell you that. And I just like looked up and I was like, awesome. Okay. I'm listening. You got my attention. Yeah. So it's it's like those little moments like that, right? We talk about, um, it almost gets you, well, for me now, I don't really believe in coincidence anymore, right? It's all just timing and grace for me.
0: I don't really understand what it means, but I think that that's a whole thing. You don't try and understand it. Just have faith that it's God. Don't, yeah. don't try and, you know, like rack your brain over like, why is this happening? That wasn't... I, I'm a big overthinker and I want to find solutions to problems. And I'm like sitting here thinking, you know, getting into psychology, why people did certain things or why certain things have happened. And like, it's not for me to know it's God.
1: Yeah. Um, human answers sometimes. Yeah. Like that's what I've learned. And I think we talked about this a couple of days ago. Um, at some point, human answers don't make sense because they collide with your faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, that's where the whole, like, you know, am I going crazy is Bless like, it. Yeah. there's an answer here that, you know, psychology tells you, you know, you're, you're, you're going through avoidance. You're coping with something that you should fully take responsibility for. And you don't want to, you don't want to face up to the thing that's happening mm-hmm. to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but then, you know, like for me, you know, God put something on my heart that makes zero sense. Essentially, resurrecting something from the dead is what it's the equivalent to, right? And my my psychiatrist is like, and she's watched, you know, the ordeal play out, and she's seen like these little mini miracles happen. She's like, honestly, at this point, I don't really know what to do or say because every time I tell you like a tactic or you know a thing to cope with something, some weird one-off event happens that def- goes against my what I should tell you to do. Mm. And I tell her, I was like, try living it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Try Mm -hmm. sitting here and being analytical and go, oh, like, this is how you're coping with this. This is what you should do. This is what you should do here. This is what you should do then. Mm -hmm. And then a little miracle will happen. And you're just kind of back to square one, trusting God again.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you. That's what. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was saying that's, that's kind of what it's my walk has been like um it's just these this journey that's people have been watching and started giving their life to god just watching me and asking me questions like i have the answer and you know i i don't have the answer i can just tell you what i've gone through Mm -hmm. Um, i can tell you what i read in the bible i can tell you what sermons i listen to um and you know my two best friends that are what I would look at is like way ahead of their spiritual faith. Right. You know, they can, they can tell you that I'm calling them almost daily going, what is going on here? <laughs> right. So.
0: 100%. That's what I was diagnosed with this, this illness that I'm, I'm looking at, up, trying to understand it. And it's like, everything says it's not curable you know and it brings this deep emotional pain it's just so painful and i'm like man there's got to be a way like i i will be this like i will get over it i i refuse to be one of those people who like gives in that you know i watch these sermons and read the bible and it you know it talks about finding god and how god will heal things and, and god is the answer and um how people have have been healed by finding god and walking in their values and I know that gives me hope. And I, you know, the purpose of this whole brand, this channel is is to talk about trauma and illness and God and things to, to help and heal and get over it and, and give you hope for the future. And man, that's what I'm going through. You're going through it. And there's so many, so many people out there. There's that's life and it's so hard, but God is the answer to everything.
1: Yeah, you you can look back and, you know, some of the miracles that he performed in the Bible and you, and you're just kind of like, oh, this person hasn't walked in 38 years, but mm-hmm. now he's over here doing cartwheels, right? Right. And there's really no limit on the things that he can fix or do. Right. And, you know, that's something that we can't really comprehend sometimes. Cause like for me, my miracle was I had such a hardened heart and I viewed the world in such a terrible way that I couldn't even look at people or come home to the, the States and want to mm-hmm. be here or talk to people or relate to people. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be, at, I'd be at dinner and people would be talking about their bad day. And then I would just find myself being like, yeah, well, you know, I was on my way into work today but I saw um, refugees like jumping out of dump trucks and, you know, getting run, like run over. So your your day's not exactly that bad, and I would say that to him in a group full of people, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I had
1: such a hardened heart, um, and then
0: f now, you, yeah, you don't know yeah, what I'm going yeah. through,
1: yeah, exactly, like playing this like guilt poker game with people, right? And now it's it's different, like now it's so different. Like I see these people, I feel their pain, like I feel what hurts them like in a way that like when i'm talking to him i can almost like just cut straight to the point and be like hey like it's gonna be okay right and you know they're kind of caught off guard sometimes they're like why are you talking to me like this and i just start talking to him and i'm like hey you know like what's what's really going on right and i think that's part of the compassion that he gives you as you you know give your life to him you start to love everyone around you in a different way and see people a different way and it's it's emotionally overwhelming i'll say that Um, but when you start helping people and feeling connected in that way it just kind of changes the way you go about your day
0: absolutely absolutely i love that do you have anything else to add
1: no that's that's really my life story it's now a, you know everything yeah.
0: no I, I that was amazing everything you're doing is is just fantastic and I'm sure we'll have another you know podcast episode here again soon but man, just this short time of growing in your faith has done so much for you and brought clarity to your life and I'm really excited for you
1: um, I'm really happy to be here to share this story and honestly it's I let everyone know it's it's not my it's not my doing. Um, I just kind of surrendered. and This is where I'm at. And I'm growing just alongside you and doing it. struggling just alongside you. You're so,
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got this. I got this. We all got this, you know, just stick together, have hope, have faith, trust God. Sorry. All right. And I think that's it. So thanks for listening. Take care.